Salutations. Welcome to the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. I'm your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist, and today we're going to talk about ideas and flow, the good life, and a whole bunch more resources for your spiritual toolbox. This week, I'm coming to you from my Zoom H1 handy recorder. We've got uh, an off-limits situation going down in my makeshift studio as we're doing some home renovations. We got some laminate flooring going down. So I had to disassemble my space and consequently I'm not coming to you from my Audio-Technica microphone or I'm not able to use my mixer. I've made a commitment to try to be as mindful as possible about the sound quality. So I played with some settings and hopefully um, once the uh, production is done and I edit it, it's uh, it's at a quality level that everyone can appreciate. So today, the word of the day, yeah, um, and our sponsor, our sponsor today is the peace sign. And I'll connect that with uh, the Peace Out Panda movement. So, peace. And our word of the day is uh, stimulus overload. And that's, uh, there's a whole, a number of different strands we're going to talk about today. Uh, but in terms of getting to it in terms of the resource at hand. I'm going to be encouraging people to put on their critically reflective lenses and invite you to check out a TED Talk. It'll The link will be provided in the notes section on loneliness and also a webpage from WikiHow about ways to stand up to loneliness. And this is uh, the the focus of this week's or this month's podcast. Additionally, I'm thinking about expanding into the world of Twitter. I'm, I'm very apprehensive, very, very. Um, I'm not a social media guy, but I thought it could be helpful to not only uh, inform interested listeners about my upcoming episodes, my monthly episode, I could also, as I come across some really cool resources, just put out a tweet to bring uh, attention and consciousness to the resource and, and people don't have to wait as long between uh, episodes to explore some pretty cool quality free content on the line on, on the internet for your spiritual toolbox. So let's get to it. I guess uh, I want to start, I usually start with a quote, but today I'm going to start with a question. Do you know your neighbor's name? Do you, when you go for walks, are you usually walking with your head up and you're got a smile on your face and when you pass people you make eye contact and say hello or are you got your head down are you looking at your phone do you have a whole bunch of friends on facebook yet feel alone so the the focus this week is uh, a number of interconnected things I, I guess on, on the face of it, it would look like I'm talking about loneliness because I'm going to give you some information about loneliness, persistent loneliness, a national crisis that uh, we're experiencing. But also, I, I just it's, it's an attempt to kind of uh, model what it might look like to take a strength and apply to a novel situation. So I was on my way to the workshop that I was attending um, on June 1st, well, actually it was June 15th that was the second part of this positive psychology workshop by this 
wonderful presenter, Angela. And she enjoys putting on these workshops. And this one was being presented at the School of Social Work at Wilfrid Laurier University and a number of people there for professional development. For myself, while, you know, it's definitely a professional development opportunity, primarily I was there for personal spiritual growth. And uh, she presented us with a challenge on our day one, June 1st of the workshop. The homework was to go to the Authentic Happiness website, which is something I talked about in episode two. Uh, take the strength inventory test. And then once you became aware of your strengths, and one of those strengths was uh, curiosity about the world and a love of learning was another one. Um, so take any strength or number of strengths and then apply to it to a novel situation. So I was in this situation where on the the second day of the workshop, I had uh, transportation to my place of work. But uh, I the, the from there, I had to figure out how I was going to make my way to the workshop that was being part two on June uh, June 15th. So I was uh, feeling a little like, oh, okay, you know, um, discouraged and a little stressed about not sure how I'm going to get there, thinking I might have to take a bus and then I have to figure out what bus to take and I got to get the proper change. But uh, I decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to walk from my place of work to, you know, downtown, to the downtown core uh, where uh, Wilfrid Laurier is of the School of Social Work on Duke Street. And I had the homework challenge of, you know, doing something novel with the strength. And to that end, uh, a day previous to that, I received a voice file from a friend, a spiritual brother. And uh, he was sharing how kind of frustrated he was that, you know, it seemed like people are really disconnected in their neighborhoods. And when people go for walks, that nobody's saying hello to each other. And he was just a, a little bit of a rant, a little bit of frustration, you know thinking that, you know, imagine what things could look like if when people went for walks, that they actually got out of their heads and out of cyberspace and into the world. And so I kind of took that as a personal challenge. So I had these two challenges and I thought, hey, you know, I can uh, I can connect these challenges. So I decided I was going to experiment with saying hello. I was going to walk to the workshop and say hello to as many people as I could. Now, so this brings me to a question. You know, is there a politics to saying hello? And because of this experiment, I started thinking about loneliness. And th there there was th these connections that were kind of teasing themselves out. So I made my way to the workshop. And en route, there was a number of people that um, their, their heads appeared to be down. Um, I, you know, decided to honor, right, just because I'm ready to say hello to people. Because at times I've I've really noticed I've I've observed in terms of myself that um, I am in my own world and I'm pos possibly listening to a podcast or I'm I'm thinking about something the default mo mode networks on I'm ruminating about something I'm reflecting about something I'm you know a whole bunch of self stuff is going on there and so I uh, you know I'm walking and I've I've got this experiment and I say hello to a number of people. I, I find there's a moment when the, the, we appear to make eye contact. I smile. I say, good morning. And uh, generally speaking, anyone that I said good morning to said uh, good morning back. There was one. And, and so I, I think I, you know, I, I don't want to invent stuff, but possibly there was about 11 people I passed in this 25 minute walk. 
And I think over half, you know, 75% of the people I crossed paths with, I was able to say good morning. And I generally always got a response back and, and people seemed to be quite authentic and, and, and genuine in their good morning return. Uh, you know, as I said, I was making eye contact. I was smiling. I said the good morning. Some other people seemed to be focused on what they were doing. And I honored that, you know, the, what the expectation should be that you, you, you know, you don't deserve something just because you're ready to do an experiment. And, you know, the world's, the, they're still dealing with what they're dealing with. And so um, I have to honor that. And, but there was one gentleman in particular that uh, was sitting at a bus stop and I said, good morning to him. And he said, good morning back. And then he, he said, how are you doing today? And we had this brief conversation and I left those exchanges feeling good about myself. And I started to wonder, how could this, if I embrace this as a routine when I go for walks, how is this something that could benefit me and, and make me happier, elevate my sense of well-being? You know, what are the mental and, and physical health benefits of simply saying hello but I'm aware that, you know, if, and there, there are articles that I'm going to be providing uh, in the notes, uh, the link section, that uh, identify that this is a, a national crisis. There's people, up to 40% of the population is struggling with persistent loneliness. And, and that, you know, in, in the book by Johan, Johan Hari that I talk often about, he's identified that, you know, when we're talking about depression, uh, there, there's an interesting distinction that can be made between loneliness and depression and that, you know, depression is a diagnosis that is made with the DSMR, uh, the DSM-5 and that, you know, you need to meet certain criteria. I've referenced the uh, CAMH website a number of times in terms of their tutorials there uh, for depression and anxiety and addiction and mental health. So, you know, you can go there and you can check out the causes, the definition, but, you know, the there's the distinction between, you know, people are feeling lonely, but they might not necessarily be depressed, but loneliness leads to, precedes for many, depression. And people are sitting at home, they're disconnected, their default mode network's probably in high gear, they're, they're ruminating in their world because they're not outside you know we talked about in episode eight get out in the world and we can get a sense of the grandeur of the world and how you know we are a small part of a greater experience the interconnectedness and so it's like you know it can't be that simple right where you know if people are experiencing loneliness and depression that they you know the, the the suggestion is just get out there and go for a walk and say hello but while I don't want to suggest that that's the case for a whole bunch of people that, you know, the loneliness uh, is manifesting itself for so many different reasons. Maybe you're telecommuting at home, uh, you work in a isolated site that's linked to a greater cyberspace organization, and as such, you don't have the interactions with other people, so you're experiencing loneliness there. Perhaps someone is making changes in one's life and uh, they're, they're acknowledging that perhaps they're struggling with addiction 
and they decide they have to let go of old friends and as a result they don't have because of social drift and you know the, the world they were in was like everyone uses um, and then they're making changes and then all of a sudden you know well I don't have any friends uh, outside of that world and so they're experiencing loneliness there or there's a transition you've just moved to a new place and then in terms of moving to that new place you don't know anyone there and it could take up to a, a year or two to really settle into a place. So you're experiencing loneliness. You know, did I want to in this this discussion present the thought that it's as easy as going out and saying hello to people where some people might be feeling overwhelmed with going out into the world? They might feel very fearful of uh, their in interactions with other people because they've been hurt. No, I don't I don't want to suggest that at all. But I do think that when people have addressed whatever might be going on in terms of the loneliness and if it's spilled over into depression and if you're um, taking medication, if you need medication or if you're talking to a helping professional and you're, you're thinking about something, one, one course of action among many courses of action that might help increase a feeling of connectedness, we've, we perhaps could benefit from just imagining you know, if we can't actually get out there, you know, going for a walk. And when we go for the walk that we've unplugged, that we're not into our technology and that, well, we're not into our technology and we're got our heads up and we're, we're looking around the world that we're walking through, uh, that we're, we can imagine meeting eye contact with another person. And in terms of meeting that eye contact, exchanging a smile, and when we're exchanging that smile, that we say hello. And just to experiment with that as an experience. So that is really what I wanted to talk about today. I didn't get as much into the resources that are available and, and, and directly quote them. But there's going to be information that I'm providing about, you know, causes of loneliness, um, ways to stand up to loneliness in the links. And additionally, there's an experiment uh, that I read and was 2012, uh, and it consists of people walking in, uh, I think it was a university courtyard, campus area, and, and either looking through someone or making eye contact, smiling, and uh, that there was an increased sense of connectedness when people didn't look through people but made eye contact contact and smiled right but we're still got to be aware of the whole politics of saying hello you know if we say hello do we deserve a hello back with our kids we talk about stranger danger do I necessarily want to teach my young boys that uh, just to go out and uh, start saying hello to, to people that they don't know or do I want to as I said you know you can take a piecemeal process a step-by-step -step process and say hey let's get to know who our neighbor is Let's get to know our neighbor's name. Let's say hello to our neighbor. Let's go for walks in our neighborhood. Let's get a sense of who lives in our neighborhood. And let's talk with them. Let's let's interact with them. Let's say hello to them. You know, my boys just had a lemonade stand and different neighbors came to uh, support their entrepreneurial endeavor. And, uh, you know, that is the connectedness that a lot of people are not experiencing in their communities because they don't know their neighbor, they don't talk to their neighbor. Maybe they're actually feeling fearful of their neighbor and perhaps for good reason. So my invitation is to just imagine what it could be 
to say hello to someone. And then if you're in that place when you feel confident enough to go out into the world, experiment with saying hello. And when you're experimenting with saying hello, realize that there's a politics and that we don't necessarily deserve a return hello. But when we do go out and we do attempt to share these warm fuzzies as opposed to the cold pricklies that one experience when you're looking down and you're avoiding eye contact and you turn your head as you pass each other, um, that something really incredible, incredible could be happening for both people in that exchange. That it, we're wired for connection and that uh, it helps us relax, it helps us feel connected and that these things are important for us. So now, how does this link to the other discussion about the Peace Out Panda movement? So I was having a conversation with, with youth. I'm in the helping field and we're having a discussion and I, I noticed there was a, a reference to a, a goodbye exchange between two young people where they say, peace out dog. And, and playfully, without like cri criticism, without attacking the expression, because I imagine there's a whole history behind that. So yeah, uh, they were having this discussion <clears throat> and in the midst of this discussion of this exchange of saying goodbyes, um, they said, uh, you know, peace out dog. And and I playfully thought, you know, um, hey, you know, is the dog in fact, I know dogs are, um, the as the expression goes, uh, man's best friend, but perhaps, you know, the idea is dogs are just good companions, right? Um, loyal companions. But I, I was wondering when, when I think about peace, that for me, um, there are other animals that seem to be perhaps better totems for me in terms of peace. And so we had this discussion uh, without saying that, you know, th this, this, is, this doesn't fit because, you know, it's, it's a whole tradition of people um, when they say goodbye saying peace out dog. That uh, what, what could be a peaceful animal that we would reference? And we came up with a panda bear, which I thought was perfect because the panda, when I went to the uh, the zoo in uh, France and, and I just saw the, the panda bear just like chilling out, chillaxing, getting comfortable, just ready almost to fall asleep and to have a snooze uh, in the afternoon heat i guess there 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 was a moment i was like wow what what peacefulness and so we got excited about this you know peace out panda and uh, and we started it it became kind of a tradition as we um, were saying good morning to one another or good afternoon to one another or goodbye or salutations and uh peace out panda so the father's day was just recently experienced and uh, last year as my father's day gift my wonderful wife and my incredible boys they got for me as a gift a t-shirt that said peace out panda and i was just excited about it and and so when i say that there's uh say hello or good morning to the peace out panda movement it's it's not a movement by any means in a real sense it's kind of just a a small group of people who've playfully come up with this idea and uh it's it's another way of connecting with people, but in a in a creative, playful way. So my invitation to you as well is if you know you are able to experiment and and go out and and see what it feels like to say hello to someone to a neighbor, perhaps that you haven't said hello to before. Um, also, maybe in your small community, you can think of a 
a, a playful way of, of saying salutations to one another, good morning, um, goodbye, and ours is a peace out panda. So I'm not going to invite my boys who are in the room with me right now to say anything more than um, on the count of three uh, to wish everyone a peace out, man, peace out panda salutations. Okay, so boys, you ready? And this is going to end our the episode for episode nine. Say hello to the Peace Out Panda movement. Right now, I'm going to say thank you, everyone, for joining me. Check out those links. I didn't get into the detail of those links as much as I intended to. And I, the talk just was what it was. So um, we're going to say a goodbye, a salutation goodbye. And on the count of three, one, two, three. Peace, Peace out, out Panda! Panda.